Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meet Your Congregation. This is Jay, and I am here, as always, with our good friend, Caleb. Hello, Caleb. Oh, hey, Jay. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. And we have Joanna. Is it Joanna? Lee. Yeah. Henry as our guest hello. today. Our congregation, Meetor. Meetee. Meetee. Yeah. So, hello. <laughs> welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm really psyched to be doing this, and I'm nervous, but um, it's a pretty awesome experience for me. So, thank awesome. you. Oh, cool. Well, um, where where are we talking to you from? I'm in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Where the wind sweep, what is it? Where the wind comes sweeping over the... Pl- no, Something like that. I'm not in Oklahoma, um, but... <laughs> where are you from? Uh, Pennsylvania, actually. My oh. husband's in the Army, so we're stationed here right now. Got okay. it. Okay. My brother's in the Army, and he's stationed in Alaska. Oh, yeah. I've had friends that were stationed there. I mean, they say it's beautiful, but I don't think I could deal with the whole darkness thing. No. Yeah, mm, me oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And the light all the t- like either way, like light yeah, all the time yeah, yeah. or dark all right. the time. Uh, I would just be like, I'm losing my mind. Right. right. Totally. Yeah. That would be crazy. <laughs> Mess up your inner rhythms. Yeah. Mine's already bad. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That'd be very disorienting. Yes. So um, how long have you been? Following Revolution, you sent me a picture, um, <laughs> which I'm guessing was was probably at least twenty to twenty one years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago or so. It, well, you can see it's from a film camera, so it has the date stamp on it. It was two thousand three. It was two thousand three. Two yeah, it was at Purple Door okay, Festival. Yeah. Oh, is that Purple Door? Yeah, yeah, in Pennsylvania. Um, I had just turned 20. Um, so, yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, it, it was a pretty big deal for me, honestly. Really? And, I think I was 24 yeah, at the time. Yeah, I had. And it was really funny because it, it's one of those moments, honestly, that I remember really clearly. Uh, I had wanted to meet you so bad because I had bought your book you know, several years earlier and it had a huge impact on me. And so I was excited to hear you speak there. And then I was in the merch area to, area and I like saw you out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to yeah. go, I have to go say hi to him. And I was really nervous. <laughs> and I walked up to you and you kind of looked at me like, like, hi, are you Jay or something? Or Jay? Hi Jay or something. And you looked at me like, who are you and why are you talking to me? Really? I, well, I was, I'm quite introverted, so sometimes that can happen. I can be like yeah. a deer. And- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you were very nice and very friendly and like obviously like took the picture with me. But um, it was like you were kind of shocked. It, it seemed like you were like shocked to be recognized and for someone to even want to take their picture with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think especially at Purple Door. Yeah. Uh, um, Because I, I feel like I, that, that was, a, it was a bit more of a conservative festival maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I even know they had. Um, oh gosh, they had uh, that year. They had a uh, that country band, like that southern kind of country band. Uh, gosh, what is? Are the, they a Christian band? Yeah, but they've been Christian and they're kind of not Christian. Um, really good, really dark, really dark band. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they had a lot uh, of hardcore bands and stuff, um, but. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I preached there, and I didn't think it went over really well. Actually, maybe not. I loved it, though. I remember oh, loving thanks. it. So I, mean, I don't remember what it was about or anything. But <laughs> I, I, did, I, th- I think I said something about gay people, uh, and the Probably. crowd actually went 
Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. That's probably wow. like that's one of the things I remember about you, and what uh, was most fascinating to me was that you were one of the first Christians to support the gay community, um, and that I know, and that was a huge controversy. I mean, it yeah. still kind of is in a lot of Christian circles, but especially back then. Yeah, oh my goodness, I mean, yes. totally. Because that, that was a good two, three years before I would make my announcement that I was affirming, but mm-hmm. I was still, you know, toying with the idea and trying yeah. to get people to at least be mm-hmm. human beings to other human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. To present a big uh, proclamation like that, you kind of have to warm up towards it, you know? You know what I mean? Well, like, and the funny thing is, you I see rem- people doing that, like with like, like Rob bell's trajectory of yeah. like kind of what if yeah. there wasn't i'm not saying there's not a hell but what if there wasn't yeah no just like slowly, i didn't do that yeah yeah and then kyle went oh and this is what i remember because jeremy my buddy jeremy who was with us because he's from pennsylvania he said i ma- i went when they went oh i went Ooh, like oh, really? yeah, so you know that's probably that. not the best yeah, i can see you doing that technique to win a crowd over yeah. to mock the whole crowd uh-huh. <laughs> like that clip of you at uh at that Grace Church, someone that's now affirming yeah. that wasn't then. Um, like uh, up until you bringing up being affirming, they're all going, Amen, Amen. Yeah. And then you say it and they'll go quiet and, and you go, mm, Y'all aren't saying Amen now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't hear any Amen. I just turned into Captain Obvious. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to just let's bring out the tension in the yeah, room even right, further. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was so Purple Door. And um, so what have you been up to for the past 20 years? um well i got married in 2009 i had between then i my early 20s were a really rough time i always say i would never want to go back to my 20s i mean Mm. i did a lot of things so i got married at 25 and that was a good time for me to get married because before that i i moved around a lot and i did like a lot of random things and um it was funny when I decided to get married, people were like, you really want to marry someone in the military? You're going to be like moving around all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds way better to me than living in one place the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, we've been married almost 12 years. It, it does get a little old after a while. Uh, it's it's hard and you start to want to put down some roots. I mean, I know you're about to move again. Yeah. So you know what it's like to, to move. But uh We've got a, a few more years here that he'll be in, and then he can retire, and we can choose where we want to live. So nice. we're still not even sure where that's going to be. But uh, I was a hairstylist as my first career and started going back to school uh, about 27, and it took me almost 10 years <laughs> right. to get my bachelor's degree, but I finally did. I uh, studied psychology and sociology, so hmm. I'm just starting to work now in a, in a new career and kind of figuring out exactly what direction I want to go with that. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. I love that work. Yeah. Yeah. Helping yeah. helping professions are are very very uh needed. Yeah, and I have my own mental health issues, so that's what yeah. really gives me the drive to to want to be involved in that. And I've been yeah. through a ton of therapy my, myself, and I know sure. how much it can really help. So I definitely yeah. want to get more schooling so that I can actually um I mean, that's what I think right now, anyway, that I want to be a therapist or a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And we had, um, I, re- I remember you had um, asked a question during one of the afterglows, and, and Jay mentioned DBT to you. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The hard thing is, uh, again, with moving, 
that's I've always I've been in therapy since uh well so I I have bipolar 2 and mm. anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and I had gotten diagnosed in uh 2006 and started medication and started therapy and I've been on medication ever since and uh therapy has always been really helpful and mm. but we've been here 4 years and in Oklahoma I haven't found a therapist that's worked for me mm-hmm. I've tried three different people and yeah. it's been it's been tough. I mean, at it's this tough. point, b- because of being in, in treatment so long, I am at a good place where I can survive without the therapy, but it, it mm. still helps. Yeah. yeah. But totally. I'm like, yeah. I've been through so much. I'm so picky about therapists now. I, like any mm. little thing that I don't like, <laughs> I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, mm. I, I don't want you to start me at the beginning. I've been through this. Like, yeah, just, right. just listen to me. I kind of know what I'm doing. So I get right. a little bit, yeah. I'm like a little bit cocky about it at this point, but it's hard. Like I even tried that online better help, like just to see what oh, it yeah, was yeah, like. Yeah. How was that? Um, For me, I think it's, I think it's best for people who maybe don't have as much experience in therapy and are kind of starting out. It's a really comfortable way because you can do a lot of the the texting, the messaging. And for some people, that's more comfortable, Yeah, Um, especially people that are more less vulnerable. Yeah, especially people that are more introverted. My husband's super introverted, but Uh I'm extroverted. We're like opposite. So for me, I like to talk. I need to actually be able to talk. Uh, I mean, you can do that with them, but Mm. she... It's kind of set up to start you at the beginning. Like, mm. let me give you this worksheet to work on. And for me, I'm like, I don't want any worksheets. Like, I just right, want right. you to listen to me for <laughs> an hour, yeah. you know, a month uh-huh. or something. Um, so for me, it wasn't a good fit. But I think it's awesome that they offer it. And it is a lot easier than going to an office because most right. people are very hesitant to do that. Totally. So. Yeah. For sure, my my uh, therapist office is uh, has been very accommodating with like doing phone sessions. Yeah. And so and I've been really fortunate with that, and and also have a pharmacy that delivers. So so I'm oh nice. I take I can do my self care all from home, which is very convenient. Yeah, right my so, yeah. so I have for the medication I have to uh, have that managed through a psychiatrist office, and so I, I uh, have been doing telehealth for that every couple months. Uh-huh. I I have an appointment with my. Uh, psychiatric nurse and just review how the medication's going and sure cool um, yeah good for yeah. you thanks for yeah. sharing such intimate yeah. details <laughs> no, I, I, no for real seriously thank you for you no, thank mean, you for I'm, doing I'm that i'm there too you know i yeah i get it i'm i'm on medication that right now like i'm i was on a lot of medications was one of the problems that i had and, yeah and um so i kind of just bottomed out a couple of years ago mm. and um luckily now i'm on one medication but just recently i've noticed like if i forget to take it for a day it almost feels like yeah i'm having out of body experiences Uh-oh. you know like like mm. my brain is like vibrating and i kind of oh, feel like it's feeling. like this like almost out of like yeah, i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. get like i have to do the grounding exercises of like yeah mm, my feet are on the floor right i smell a baby diaper is it um, is it <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I've had I don't know what it is. But anyway, so I'm like going to be talking to my psychiatrist because I've been doing so good with the DBT. You know, I'm going to ask my yeah. psychiatrist if we can lower the, the medication. Mm. And I think yeah. and the reason I think this is important that we're talking about this because we're doing Meet Your Congregation is, is we're not the only ones. Right. You know, going through that. And so I think that's the interesting thing is like this might even be stuff you don't hear at the, you know, the potluck. 
Right. You know, right, right. Or, or from the congregation. But I think everybody needs to know. Like, yeah, that we're all going through we're it. We're all yeah. going through it. Yeah. We're all struggling. You know, we're mm-hmm. all kind of living life. Yeah, that, that's one of that's really honestly my biggest passion is to is to be very open about it and to reduce that stigma because for so long, I mean, I was dealing with symptoms, you know, starting very early in my teenage years and yeah. didn't know, you know, and that was before social media and the internet and stuff. So I I didn't know anybody else who was struggling with it. I did feel extremely alone. Mm. And it was horrible. And I thought I never want anyone else to to feel that way. And it is hard. Like sometimes you share. I've learned to be careful. I used to be a huge overshare. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I've learned to be more careful and and use discernment in who I share things with and when. You know, it's not like the first thing I tell people. But yeah. but at the same time, like even on my Instagram, I made the decision like uh, a couple of years ago or something to have that as like the focus of my Instagram account um, to post about mental health and kind of just how my life is like with it. So, I mean, it's definitely something I'm really open about, but it yeah. sometimes it's scary still because yeah, people, sure. especially people get spared. Like you can talk about depression and anxiety. People are pretty comfortable with that at this point. But mm-hmm. if you mention bipolar of some people yeah. that still has a pretty negative connotation to it yeah, and, and yeah. perception there's a lot of misunderstanding around it too you know because yeah. i've um i have a family member who's type one bipolar and he'll have you know psychotic breaks that'll last yeah like, up to like a month sometimes yeah um, so you know. so so mine's a little different and i feel like that would be really scary like i've never experienced that you know my mm-hmm. uh i just have the hypomania which is not quite as mm-hmm. severe um but it's just overall difficult. And then you go, go through these times where you feel totally fine right. and like nothing's yeah. wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And years, about five years ago or six years ago, I had gotten to such a good point where I had this really good therapist. So therapy was going really well, like you said. And I was able to reduce um, and actually go off of one of my medications. Wow. And then about a year later, I had to go back on it yeah. because yeah. we moved. Um, my husband got deployed and things just started going downhill. So, and it, when I went off it, I said, you know, this was not the goal. I said, if I have to go back on it, it's fine. But then when it really came to it, I was discouraged when I had to go back yeah. on it, hmm. you know? But I mean, it's like my psychiatrist, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times. They're always like, if you had, you know, like a blood disease, or if you had this, you know, you'd have to be on this medication forever. Right. And, you know, and you kind of have to realize like, it is a physical ailment, yeah. you know, and some medications, I mean, I'm fine if I have to be on the medication forever. If I get off medication, that's great too. You know, I felt like I was on like, you know, like a lot of Klonopin at one point where it was like kind of masking the yeah, issues. So that, yeah. Yes. That, that's, the, that's why medication gets a bad rap too, because doctors absolutely overprescribe. I, I have been overprescribed before and I just use yeah. my, honestly, Sometimes I've had to do my own research and discernment to be like, right. uh, yeah. that sounds like way too much or I'll try it. And I'm like, okay, this is not working yeah. for me. Um, mm-hmm. Klonopin, uh, so when I, I was prescribed that at once, to, she said to, I could take it up to three times a day. I, uh, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I didn't like even the, try that. <laughs> and 
Yeah. So the only time I, I've ever really used it, I used it once when I was actually having an anxiety attack and mm. it did work for that. But yeah. otherwise, I um, sometimes take it to sleep because sometimes mm. it's the only way I can get my mind to, to slow down to sleep and it does help me sleep. Mm. But I can't imagine taking three a day and that's what they're like, oh, yeah. So people don't <laughs> know any better and you trust the doctor and right. that's why I think medication gets a bad rap and it's difficult to yeah. find the right one. Yeah. I've been very fortunate that that I, the first two I tried worked for me, but that doesn't usually mm. happen. Oh, sure. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of trial and error in, yeah. in the, you know, the doctors will tell you that. Um, oh. But it is an interesting balance, though, between like mindfulness exercises and, you know, working on yourself, I guess, uh, in Christianese, like, you know, yielding the fruits of the spirit and growing those and nourishing those and, you know, using the medication when you need it, when you need a crutch, you know, or when you need... Uh, a, a catalyst, you know, when you're too weak to do it on your own, but you know, you can improve and you can be more mindful. And I know like if I'm having a panic attack, I am capable of, you know, being mindful and, and being aware of my breath and slowing myself down. It's a hell of a lot easier to take a Klonopin and do that. You know what I mean? But, but I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's a tricky balance and it's a, it's a practice, you know? Yeah. And and it's a matter of severity. So people need to remember, too, that like having a diagnosis is a matter of severity. So lots of people have symptoms because sometimes mm. people in a well-meaning way will say, well, everybody has mood swings, you know, trying to right. almost make me feel better. But that doesn't make me feel better. It's dismissive. It's dismissive. And it's the severity. Like when you if you don't know what it feels like to literally not be able to function. Yeah. Um, it's totally different than just having symptoms, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not dismissing having symptoms. Like, you know, if you have, if you have depression, there's different levels. And I think people need to remember that too. And no, but I mean, I've had that, I've had that where I could not function. I could not get out of the bed. You know, the only thing I could maybe do is take care of my kids Mm -hmm. because that for some reason that that I was able to pull the strength up for that. But everything else was just, I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't, make decisions. I couldn't make, I wasn't making dinner. I wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I just couldn't do anything. I just lost them, you know, and you think, what, why am I so bad? You know, not realizing that this is, you know, yeah. disease. I mean, depression and mental illness is such a, hmm. it's so misunderstood, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and what I wanted to, to mention during this, if, if I was hoping we would get on this and to say, being a Christian my whole life, um, mm-hmm. which at this point it's changed in the last five years, it's when it's what, when it's really changed a lot. And I've gone through, you know, what is considered like a deconstruction and I'm still not really sure at this point what I believe, but, uh, but I was definitely used to be an, an evangelical Christian and mm-hmm. growing up, you know, well, lots of well-meaning people who just told me to pray and trust God and, that whole issue with mental health in the church, uh, just being seen as a spiritual thing. Mm. And I believed that for a long time and yeah. it's a dangerous uh, thing to teach people. Yeah. And hated myself because mm-hmm. it it wouldn't, and no matter what I did, I would try so hard to take every thought captive and, you know, and not be like the waves of the sea, like it says mm-hmm. in the Bible. And I would get really hung up on like the verse that says, be perfect as I am perfect. And 
I just tried so hard and nothing mm. worked. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. that's so dangerous. And I guess it's gotten a little bit better in the church in general, yeah. but mm. I still feel like that's, I don't know, like that. that's where people turn to immediately right away that, that turn to prayer instead of practical. I mean, I'm not saying that, that prayer doesn't help and yeah. There's a there was so I mean I probably wouldn't have survived I know I wouldn't have survived if I didn't have those beliefs and the faith and the, the social support of all those Christians but I needed more and that's where it can become not good is when we're just praying for demons to be cast out when it's not demons right yeah yeah yes yeah I think it is I think it's very very dangerous. Um, that's, I mean, you know, as far as spiritual, personal, spiritual beliefs goes, believe what you want. But when it comes to interfering with someone's mental health and claiming it's a demonic situation, it could be handled exclusively by laying hands or praying it away or something like that. Like I am, I, I, that there's nothing that pisses me off more. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like it's, it's so, it's so toxic and dangerous. Yeah. I think. Too, I found it as well. And they're, and they're doing it to vulnerable people who are looking for help. But I've seen it with outside of the church as well, you know, with people who like having a spouse who didn't understand what I was going through, you know, yeah. and it wasn't her fault, mm. you know, mm-hmm. she just, you know, and there wasn't a, you know, thinking that there's not a lot for people who are going through it, for the people who are helping someone go through it, there's not a lot. Like I searched everywhere for like books for spouses who have, you know, people, and I think I found one that was halfway decent, mm. yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, it's, it's because it affects you both, you know mm. what I mean? And when you're going to your yeah. therapist, you're, you know, you're not necessarily bringing in your, I mean, my significant, my, my wife maybe came in two or three times mm. and that was me asking if that she could come in because I felt it was important, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, yeah, it's, um, for my parents, especially my mom, we've talked about this a lot since then because we had a really rough time when I was a teenager and she had no idea. I mean, again, there was zero awareness and I grew up in a small town, you know, uh, and so there was there was there was just no awareness. She didn't know what to do. Uh, and so it was the way that she handled it was not good. And mm, yeah. and she, and she can admit that there now and she's apologized and I mean she's as an adult dealing with it she's been really supportive, very very supportive. Um and I had a hard time letting go of the pain from the yeah. past. Honestly, that was really 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 hard for me. But uh anyway, but I just had to look at it like that like she didn't know what to do. She would like you would say a lot that 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 grace that I so admire that grace that you have pe- for people that you're able to to look at it like that's they were doing the best with the information they had, mm-hmm. you know, and so I had to I had to start looking at it like that. Um, right. And she was dealing with her own things too. Yeah. But it's hard to look at it like that. I I still I still struggle with that a lot. No, I get it. I mean, even looking at my own parents' mental health you know, and how it was treated back then with just basically like Valium and Ativan. And my mom became addicted to that medication and, Mm. you know, how they had to try to deal with it. And, 
you know, thinking that my dad probably deals with a lot of undiagnosed mental health issues, mm. you know, that he really struggles with and, and is still trying to pray it away, you know? Yeah. And then feeling like, ugh, I wish I could, he could see me not just as his son, but as another man and a human being trying to communicate with him like, hey, this is something I found very helpful, um, you know, because I think DBT, I'm, I'm like a DBT, like cult leader <laughs> and I'm like, dad, get into DBT, you know, like, that's my answer for everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, uh, whew, I don't know, I don't have the answers. I just try to take it one day at a time now mm. and. That's all you can do, honestly. And and also re- remember, I can say now, I've, I'm like a totally different person, I feel like, than I was in many ways than I was like 10 years ago. And because of all the work that I've done, but it was hard work. Yeah. You know, and, and like you talk about a lot of times too, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like we even talked about today, like you talked about today, like most people cannot handle that discomfort of feeling stepping out of that safe zone and you cannot change unless you do that. But I wanted so badly to get better, you know, not to, not that getting better was like making it go away, but I always want to improve. Like I was always obsessed with like self-help books from like when I was a young teenager (laughs) and and I would like do Bible study, like, crazy to try and learn as much as I could. And what do I have to do? Cause they, you know, they would say, Oh, the Bible is the, uh, what, what would they call it? No. Yeah. But the instruction book, booklet uh, to life, basic you know, before leaving earth. Yes. Huh. So I'm like, Oh, so let me find out. It's I'm a directions reader. Still. If I get something, I'm not trying to put it together. A game. <sighs> I'm the one that, okay, let's see what the <laughs> instructions right, say. Right, Who right. goes first? Like, yeah. So that's how I approached Christianity. Mm. And, um, but so again, I have so many mixed feelings about Christianity at this point in my life because there were so many good things, but there were also bad. And I've had to kind of reconcile yeah. that. Sure. And it's tough. There was about a year, a few years ago, where I was in crisis for like a whole year about it. Mm. Like the, the uncertainty. Cause yeah. I went from being one of those people with complete certainty. Well, this is what the Bible says. So yeah, yeah. that's it to being like right. all of that shaken down. I'm like, well, wait, how can I not have that certainty? How can you just not know? <laughs> yeah. I have like that feeling, but I, I've gotten more, I've accepted it more now, the uncertainty, but it's really uncomfortable. So again, that goes back to the discomfort, mm. like, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable if you want to grow, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough. Well said. Any revolution talk? Did we cover the, how we found out? Um, oh yeah. Um, we're getting there. Yeah. How did you, how did you uh, first start uh, watching the, the live streams and stuff? Oh, so, so yeah. So I had, you know, obviously been, been aware of revolution for, for a long time and kind of like followed you. And then, you know, I had always wished like, oh, I wish I could go to an actual service, but I've never lived anywhere close to where you've been. And so sometimes I would listen to the recordings of the the live services that, that you would do um, wherever you held them. But be, since COVID and having them live on Facebook and being able to actually see the live video and participate, 
for me, it's been amazing. I'm like, oh, oh really? this is so great because this is. Caleb strikes again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like you have had such an impact on me. Like I still remember the moment I walked into Barnes and Noble and I saw your book, Son of a Preacher Man on the display. Like, I'm not even, that sounds like weird or whatever <laughs> that that little thing like is stuck in my memory. But like I said, I grew up in a small town, yeah. all, all white people, all the mm. Christians I knew were pretty much the same. And I was the weird one and I never felt like I fit in. Mm. And, you know, someone, when I was in beauty school, someone, I showed them a picture of when I had blue hair and they're like, you're a Christian and you had blue hair. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's yeah. the environment I grew up. So I saw that and I was like, what? I didn't even know there were these kind of Christians out there. Right. So that was cool. huge for me. Um, but anyway, so being able to participate in that, I'm so glad you're doing the, and, and maybe you won't continue them once, once you meet in, in person and that's fine, but no, I just, think we actually will. They're, they've really been great for us. We might go to YouTube, but yeah, but we're going to continue to do live. Yeah. And, that, and so thank you for, for doing that and kind of opening it up to a, a different audience during this time. So it, it's, it's been really, really awesome for me to, to be able to participate because I've been, you know, the last couple of years, like having a hard time going to church or yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I go, I go sometimes, um, but it's still, I don't know. It's just still kind of weird right now. Yeah. And a lot of things kind of trigger me still. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I love being able to have the conversation and and just again like you're i know you talk about grace all the time but you it's actually it's not just talk oh, with thanks. you like you really show it and the way that you're able to stay so calm i i know i'm sure you're not calm all the time behind the scenes like you said <laughs> no. you have to you have to take that time to to, to you know ground Center. yourself <laughs> but <laughs> but i just get so that's what we said when I was talking when we were talking about the therapy. I said, I get so fired up so easily still, and it. I mean, it's c- kind of runs in my family too. <laughs> like that's yeah, I come yeah. from a fiery bunch of people, which is not always a bad thing, but you have to control it. But just your model of it, always extending that grace. It. I needed that this year. I needed to be reminded of that this year, yeah. um, and so it really came along at the perfect time being able to to see the online talk. So okay, I appreciate no. it. Great. Thank you. That's great to hear. <laughs> Makes awesome. me very happy to hear that. Yes. Very Good. encouraging. Well, well, I'm going to ask the old, the, the old wrap up question. question. Yeah. You want to ask it? Sure. You ask it better. <laughs> okay, I ask it better. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we always end by asking if you have any feedback for us, if, if there's anything that you'd like to see more of from us or anything that we could tweak or do differently or any any thoughts at all. As far as the actual, you know, the live things that you're doing, I don't really have anything. The only thing, because I thought about the question ahead of time, because you know, I like to be prepared for everything. <laughs> Um, and I overthink everything. Anyway, I was thinking maybe on, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, just posting some, I know Jay, sometimes you, you, I'm not on Twitter to me. Twitter is way too overwhelming with the amount of words. Like I do a lot better with Instagram because it's pictures mainly. And then if I I want, I I love Instagram. Yeah. If I want to read it, (laughs) I'll read it. 
But anyway, so just, maybe just posting. So a lot of the the quotes that you have, like maybe from a talk or kind okay. of ins- inspirational things, just as a. And I know it's. It may seem like that's overdone on the internet. That's but, a good idea. Like pull a clip from a talk or something like that. Yeah, or just just little inspirational posts, like quotes from books or something. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if if that's your if that's something that feels no, like it fits you know, it's with funny because we used to do a lot more of that. Um, yeah, when in New York, um, but yeah, I think we can start doing that again. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I recently think I did that with a Tillich quote and. Somebody else, yeah. The national quote and mm-hmm. somebody else. I can't remember the third person. Yeah, there, but you know, yeah, yeah we can do yeah, that. I've seen you like you'll tweet it and then you've shared like the screenshot of the of the tweet or something. Like, I appreciate that stuff because it's just sometimes or sometimes some people don't have time to like listen to a whole thing or whatever, and they just yeah. like those little bites, and it still makes a difference. I think. Uh huh. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we could even start doing little, almost like homilies, where we do like five minute long mini sermons. You or know, deep thoughts. Yeah, by Jack Handy. There we go. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Deep thoughts. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Joanna. Yeah, it was great seeing you again. Thank you. <laughs> I, I this is a joy for me. So I oh. thank you Small for asking world, huh? me and. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those almost like kind of full circle moments for yeah. me. And it gives me a lot of a lot of inspiration and and hope for continuing my mission in life and figuring out what that is. But just <laughs> little by little, I'm one of those people I just keep throwing darts until something yeah. sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So me too. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for what You're you guys welcome. do. Welcome. Very welcome. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Be good and say keep keep in touch online. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. See you. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like The Sacred Collective. And the three of us obviously have different takes on just on just the one that one topic, you know, of, of the idea of like yeah. a, a, a soul or an afterlife, and we're not trying to convince each other. We're not trying to convince each other of anything. Well, I think that's the problem in a lot of ways with the church, no matter what what tribe of that you belong to.
That was a post-Christian podcast.